Hey, baseball and beer fans. This is Steve Carpenter, and we are broadcasting our Beer, Baseball, and Vines program live from the Craft Brew Conference here in Denver, Colorado. This is actually our third episode of the year, of our second year. And uh, pinch hitting this uh, week for Mike Gettle, who usually joins me on this podcast, is Joe Catron, who is the uh, supply chain operations manager for Yakima Chief Ranches. Knows a little bit about baseball. Uh, He and I both went to some Rockies games this week, so doing our homework. And we also have as our special guest uh, this week, uh, Brent Cordell from uh, uh, the Rhino Brew House uh, owned by Odell's, which is probably what, Brent, maybe five or six blocks from here, maybe a little bit. about ten blocks down. Ten blocks. Not too far. Not too far. Uh, Brent, thank you very much again for letting us uh, use the facility on Monday for our sales meeting. Great, great venue, great beer. Uh, It's the least we could do for uh, providing really good hops for us. Great. Good to hear. I can tell you from my standpoint, a lot of the original IPAs have kind of lost their luster a little bit. Your classic IPA is still one of my all-time favorites. Good. And uh, that was a real treat for me to go to the brew house and uh, have it on tap. Good, so, good. Uh, It'd be wonderful you. to distribute that to Washington at some point, Odell. <laughs> yeah, I'll make a note for the marketing team. Thank yep. you. Every time I go to Idaho to visit our growers, I pick up a couple cases because <laughs> uh, they do make it to, to uh, Idaho. Yeah. But uh, so we're here today to talk about beer, and baseball, and, and hops. Uh, we're lucky to have uh, Joe on the podcast because uh, he's uh, the guy that's. Uh, I'm kind of wondering what you're doing here at CBC with everything that's going on on the field sure. right now. Sure. Well, they'll occasionally let me off the farm. Um, there is a lot going on back home right now, as we know, with the extended winter truncated spring has uh, caused some issues for our growers getting things dug getting roots replanted um, so it's a little bit hectic um, but we will continue to forge ahead and and get everything planted uh, so we are looking forward to another great growing season Good. hey do you just uh, I know a lot of our listeners tune in just to kind of hear about the hop side of things and sure. uh, I've had a few questions here at the CBC by some of our customers we're not to the point where we're panicking at this point. It, the, the roots are going in the ground a little bit later, but uh, hops are a very resilient plant, and they should catch up, don't you think? I think they'll catch up just fine, and we also were fortunate enough to be moving a lot of our propagation this year into virus-free pots. So with the pots, those are going to be planted later anyway. Um, so the majority of the acreage going in this year is going to be in virus-free planting material, so that kind of saved our bacon a little bit. We're, comp- we're having to compensate a little bit with some root digging but uh we should be fine overall okay well good so brent you're a colorado rockies fan do you get out to the games often i do i do i uh actually when i moved down to denver i got a place about a block away from the ballpark it's always been a dream of mine to be that close so i did it and uh probably paying way too much for rent but uh, i'm gonna do it for a couple (laughs) years and then move on but um having a blast and i get to as many games as i possibly can wow <laughs> brewing beer in a block from the ballpark it doesn't get any better than that yeah, yeah. well we could win some more games that'd be cool too y- yeah i i was at the game on sunday night and thank you very much for the use of your tickets oh, those yeah. are awesome and i know joe was there last night I, uh, monday night yeah monday night first, so first braves game uh, i think we can probably say that colorado's off to a little bit of a rocky start they are off to a rocky start <laughs> good one <laughs> But what's new? I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, yeah. uh, it's a it's a slow start in a in a 
know, a better finish towards the end of the season. So yep. Seems to be pr plenty of hope yet. A lot of the locals I've talked to at the game that night and then on the streets uh, talking about the Rockies, so they're kind of scuffling. They say they're, they'll be all right. There's yeah. still plenty of hope out there in the Rocky, Rockies yeah. fan. It's, it's been a bit discouraging because there was high hopes for this season, but it's very, very early, as you guys know. Sure. It's a long season, so we'll see what happens. Yep. You got Nolan uh, Arenado signed to a long-term contract. Mm -hmm. uh, that guy is amazing. Uh, Sunday night, uh, I mean, they lost to the Dodgers, but he made a play there at third base that there's not very many third basemen can make. No, no, and, and that's that's pretty much his. That's what he does, yeah. honestly. And he's he's earned the contract that he got. I mean, he's put his time in, and uh, I mean, he's I think hands down the yep. best third baseman in the game right now. The other thing I love about him, he does not get cheated on the swing. I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. he that makes things hits contact, and that ball's going to go. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. he just misses it, and it gets the warning track. So. <laughs> exactly. So, speaking of warning track, he, him and Blackman are both homerless so far this season. Uh, story, it looks like he's still swinging at hot stick. Yeah. He's got four yeah. home runs, it looks like, this season. Uh, Arenado, something interesting I, I learned at the game. I, you might be able to confirm or deny this, Brett. Uh, Josh Fuentes mm -hmm. was a he's a third baseman also in AAA Albuquerque. Uh, got emergency call up on Saturday night, I believe. Uh, there were no flights available, so he drove himself up from Albuquerque and mm -hmm. ended up playing Sunday night in a pinch hitting role. And then he started Monday night at first base. Um, but the gentleman I was sitting next to at the game said he's actually Arenado's cousin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Truth. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean you said it right. So <laughs> that's kind of interesting that he could potentially be a you know utility infield, maybe a backup utility infielder for the Rockies because he's probably not going to su uh, supplant Arenado anytime soon. As no, 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 no. But he he looks like a pretty strong uh, young uh, player right now. So yeah, he, I was there on Saturday night and he got his first Major League Baseball hit. Right, and his first pinch hit at bat. Yep. He got a he ba base knock the game I was there as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. And came around and scored around as yeah. well. It's funny when you see Arenado in the dugout watching him. It's like a it's like a dad watching his son. <laughs> it's pretty cool. They're not very far apart. He's just a, a year older than Fuentes. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. yeah, that's cool. So he was an isotope until recently. That <laughs> has got to be one of the coolest minor league baseball team names in history. <laughs> right. You know, the Albuquerque Isotopes. Right. Uh, it's it's classic. I haven't been to that ballpark yet. Yeah. There's got to be some Simpson stuff around. I would think. <laughs> No doubt about that. I love going down to spring training every year. I don't know if you have had a chance to go down to Phoenix where yep. Colorado plays, but uh, yep. it's a beautiful ballpark. Uh, oh, yeah. That they share. Ever, yeah, I went down this last year. as my 10th year in a row, or last March, I should say. Really? Right, yeah. Well, we got to keep in contact because I go down every year as well, yeah. and I was able to spend a couple weeks down there this, this year. And uh, you can go to the ballpark, and there's a lot of folks uh, at the Colorado games. I saw two or three games that are wearing the Isotopes uh, uniforms oh, yeah. and T-shirts. So right. it's, Those it's are the real cool. fans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Brent, how long have you been with Odell's? Um, coming up on 18 years, actually. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Did you start when you were 11? Nope. <laughs> nope. You don't look nope. that old to have been there for 18 years. I am, believe it or not. I started when I was 21, so right when I was legal age, I started Odell. Okay. Um, and I started uh, delivering kegs around town. Um, there was actually an ad in the paper that I was attracted to and gave him a call. It was before Craigslist and all of that and Indeed <laughs> and whatever else. I'm that old, so believe it or not, but yeah. Um, 
gave him a call and went in for an interview. I had a couple interviews and went well, and they hired me on to uh, help out with some delivery sales and some packaging and a little bit of warehouse help and cleaning lines around town, pretty much a little bit of everything. Yeah. And so got in at the ground level and just kind of loved the company, loved the owners. I mean, I've had never had a reason to uh, want to go anywhere else. Yeah. So. No, it's a great company. Uh, we've been involved, like I, I said, we've known Scott Dorsch uh, going clear back to his AB days. Just the most genuine human being you'll ever be around. Really and, admire uh, that man. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. And, <laughs> he's a and, good uh, dude. He's uh, ended up in a company that just fits him culturally. Yep. And uh, uh, Brendan we've known for years as well. Uh, and uh, he comes out to Yakima. I'm sure you've been out to Yakima yep. for a selection. I've, I've been a few times. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. try to get out for selection this next harvest. So. Cool. We'll have to go see a, a, a Mariner game. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be super. Yep, I've been to, well, T-Mobile Park. I was going to say Safeco. But oh, that's going to be a good catch because yeah. I'm, I'm hopeless. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to call him Safeco for another year or two. Me too. Uh, yeah. But uh, been there um, once. I don't know what's going on with the Mariners. I mean, they're off to an 11-2 start. I've watched them at spring training, and I, it's kind of testing my conventional wisdom that pitching and defense wins baseball games because they have neither of pitching. They're leading the majors in errors. Uh, luckily, they're hitting eight or ten home runs a game, it seems like, <laughs> yeah. uh, to kind of make up for that. But, More uh, home runs than any team in the history of baseball through 12 games. Really? I thought the Dodgers are right there too. Our Dodgers are crushing. Dodgers the ball are right mashing now. the ball. Uh, they are. They have the second highest run differential. Okay. So after last night, I think the Dodgers are at plus 35, and the Mariners are at plus 40. Yeah. Uh, pretty incredible, considering last year too, we were winning every everything by one run uh, for the first half of the season, then came yeah. back down to earth later in the season. Uh, were you guys okay with the uh, the Ichiro send off and everything? I really was, because yeah. uh, watching him during spring training, he was really struggling. I, you know, he that high hand to eye coordination goes at some point, and he was struggling. Twice in spring training, came up with the bases loaded, nobody out, and he strikes out. And that's for one it's of the not, best contact like hitters yeah. in history. That's just not normal. It's so tough to see that. That was perfect to have him get the send-off in Japan, and uh, hopefully he'll stay with the club and do some coaching or advising or whatever he does. Just uh, amazing to see how revered that man is in that yeah. country. I mean, he's not only probably one of the most famous baseball, he's just a cultural icon. He's yeah. on billboards, and he's selling products. and He's kind of our Michael Jordan. Exactly, yeah. and it's uh, – I'm not sure they've pried his uniform off of him yet. That's going to be tough. But, uh, uh, he's still going. So as is our tradition on our uh, Beer, Baseball, and Binds podcast, we have a beer that we consume. And uh, we're lucky here at the CBC to have a beer that uh, Odell's brewed for us using only experimental varieties. So uh, HBC varieties. I haven't had a chance to taste it yet. I'm going to right now. So if I fall over, you know, you guys carry on without me. But mm. that's nice. What uh, HBC varieties we have in this, Joe? So Brent can speak to this a little more. I know we have predominantly 630 and also 692. Mm -hmm. 692 is an exciting hop on our end. It's a daughter of Sabro, gaining a lot yeah. of steam. Uh, so it's got that Neo-Mexicanus lineage, uh, some of that really unique tropical flavors and aromas, a little less woody than Sabro and, and 472. Uh, everyone's really excited about 692. 
6.30 additionally, a lot of red fruit in that one for me. Uh, I know Jason Peralt always likes to compare it to Cherry Ludens. It's kind of those <laughs> fake cough drops or whatever. I don't even oh, know if yeah? they still make those. But he says it, I mean, he said it right there, calls, compares it to Cherry Ludens. I get more of uh, more uh, red berries and strawberries out of it. And then uh, the other one being 6.38 is a, is a unique variety uh, with Odell as they have um, – a relationship with the company is sponsoring that cross and so i'd love brent to kind of speak more into that and um, just yeah, about it, that variety in general yeah we're super excited about 638 I, I use it quite a bit down in, in the roundabout house as well and we use it in uh, pilot batches in fort collins up there um, we've impl- implemented it some of it in some of our uh, full core brands as well mm-hmm. small doses right now because it's a limited amount of course but um I, I love that hop. It's got a big passion fruit blast right when I open that uh, the mylar bag every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I really love about it. It's a great hop for um, for dry hopping, getting that that big fruity aroma flavor that sh- fruity aroma and flavor that you want mm-hmm. from IPAs these days. That I feel like a lot of uh, you know the, the beer drinkers these days are looking for. So um, yeah, we're we're really stoked about 638 and. Yeah. Uh, Looking forward to well, it, it creates more. such a, a nice opportunity for you know as Yakima Chief Supply Chain, we pride ourselves on developing relationships with with brewers and and really m- building friendships with these people and and doing life together. And so it's really important for us to have those visits to the brewers coming into Yakima and, and going out in the experimental experimental blocks and and getting excited about some of these new crosses. Mm-hmm. Um, it just is another layer of that relationship that we really like to key in on on our supply chain. Yeah. So with uh, it's six thirty eight, right? Yes. With six thirty eight, I mean, we always look for that sweet spot where we've got interest from a good brewer like Odell's, and then the agronomics. Sure. You know, to make sure that we can be sustainable as we produce it. Sure. Uh, how's the agronomics on six thirty eight? Six thirty eight uh, could make it. I mean, the agronomics seem to be uh, making making sense as of now, um, and now that we've got several large brewers that are getting really excited about it, it's gonna could potentially be a brand um that's above my pay scale there i don't get to make those decisions but all the evaluations um are definitely something i'm keen on we love to gather data and uh give brewers what they want but like to speak to what you said steve we're a farmer-owned company and we've got to make sure that these hops make sense for our farmers to grow um they can't just be an exceptional aroma uh it has to make sense has to pencil out agronomically and so uh that's a big part of that creation of value in our supply chain with these new varieties and we want that value to benefit all of our stakeholders from the growers to the brewers all the way down to the consumers yeah. um, so so brent i mentioned how the the classic odell's ipa is uh one of my all-time favorites and and uh, uh sought after and and i always find a way to have some in my beer fridge uh from your standpoint who's making these beers all the time uh what's your favorite beer my favorite beer from Odell would uh, probably be um, Mountain Standard right now is probably my favorite. And we just launched that um, a couple months ago. Uh, Mountain Standard used to be a black IPA. We've rebranded it a few different times as a double black IPA. It was Then it was a single black IPA. Uh, it was a different packaging each time. It seemed like every year. But uh, the marketing team really likes that name which I completely agree with, mm-hmm. and we decided to switch it up and uh, go away from the, the dark malts and just do a nice kind of uh, blend between kind of an East Coast, West Coast IPA and kind of blend the two and do like a lightly hazy beer, but 
still very hop forward with the uh, you know the floral hops. Nothing too bitter. Keep it really light on the IBU, mm -hmm. but um, still super flavorful and kind of uh, where we feel IPA should be right now for us. So we're kind of calling it our. It's a mountain style IPA. We call it Mountain Standard. Uh, you know, blending the two coasts together and and yeah. making I, a flavorful beer. I, I would never have thought of that, but that makes perfect sense. You've got the West Coast IPAs and East Coast IPAs. Why not a Mountain Standard? Right. Yeah. The yeah. Continental Divide. Right. Who knows when it'll be a new category at uh, <laughs> GABF or, you know, one of the contests. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I haven't had a chance to try that one yet, but I'm going to. I remember the, the, the double down. CDA Mountain Standard days. Yeah. Um, in a former life, I used to travel around and play rock and roll and Fort Collins was a spot that we would always stop in and play and uh, we actually started playing with a band I don't know if they're still together it was called the Lindsey O'Brien band and a guy played saxophone for him named Dave Clapsaddle and he worked at Odell oh I know Clapsaddle okay I, I, of oh, yeah. course you do um, <laughs> what a character but he was so generous to invite uh, a road weary band back to his house to crash on the floor uh, one night and had his fridge packed with Odell and that was the first time I ever had Mountain Standard. I'll never forget it. Right on. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's was good stuff. He is a good man. Heck of a sax player too. Yeah, I know it. So Brent, you've been a Rockies fan uh, I assume most of your life. Most of my life, yeah. yeah. Um, once once we became, you know, yeah. in 93. 93 or 94 yep. was expansion? Yep. Yeah. Uh, once we became a team I was, I was on board. And, and the Rockies played in uh, Mile High for a couple years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first two seasons were a mile high. Yeah. How was that? I, I, you know, I know some some teams pull that football stadium baseball field off and others uh, not so much. I think it was a, it's a great um, piece of history for the Rockies. I mean, we we broke the Major League Baseball record for attendance two right. years in a row. Right. I mean, we're, I mean, baseball fans were wanting it really yeah. bad in Denver. And uh, when it came here, we were selling up mile high, so we were looking at 72,000 people at a baseball game. Wow. Sure. You know, so people were tailgating for baseball. <laughs> I thought it was a Bronco game, but it was baseball. So that sounds fun. I think it was a that was a it was a fun couple of years. I think, especially for uh, the owners of, of the Rockies, to it solidified the fact that baseball needed to be in Denver. I'm sure they were a little nervous to begin with, but yep. So maybe a few fewer seats, but Coors is a beautiful park. Oh, um, reminds me a lot of T-Mobile. Oh, nice there you go. Nice. Um, we didn't have your seats, but I took my family to the game, and we had seats up on the rooftop, and that was a cool little addition. Oh, uh, yeah. Great view from up there and uh, plenty of activities for families and really, just a really nice park. Yep, there's, really there's a time. spot in the back where if people aren't quite into the game that you're you're with with your party, they can they can go back and play some cornhole and watch something else on the TV. Which well, the national title okay. game was on that night, too. Right. And so I bet those TVs were busy. Yeah, the, and the, the Braves jumped up on the Rockies 7 nothing in the game I went to, and then the Rockies came back and scored six in the bottom of the sixth and made it a ball game. Um, and so early on there was a lot I, of people going to watch that basketball game instead. But uh, I, I think one thing about Coors Field, I don't think any lead is safe. I mean, that, right. <laughs> that ball just pops off of the bats. I was got there a little bit early to watch batting practice Sunday and was just absolutely impressed yeah. with uh, – how quickly that ball gets from home plate to wherever it's going to go. Uh, yeah, and I think, unfortunately for the Rockies fans right now, a lot of those visiting ball clubs are taking advantage of the thin <laughs> air. So the Rockies are 0-5 at home this year so far, unfortunately. Yeah, postponed yeah. today. Not oh, today happen. was postponed, yeah. yeah. I was wondering if that was going to happen. That yeah. was the uh, – and then they head to San Francisco from yep. here, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
that should be a chance to win we'll that one. The Giants don't have that much this year, I don't think. I say that because that's kind of my National League team. Uh, when I grew up, uh, the Mariners didn't exist, and the uh, not to age myself, but uh, they had this. Uh, San Francisco had this kid named Willie Mays yeah. playing for him, and he kind of became my sure. my boyhood idol. You got yeah. a picture of that guy on the wall in your office? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Willie Mays. Yep. Say hey. Yeah. That that's awesome. So, what was the like around here in 2007 when the Rockies? Uh, Made the World Series. It was a madhouse. I remember it was right around uh, GAVF, and they had TVs on. They they um, put TVs during GAVF, you know, on display around GAVF so huh. that people could watch the game because people wanted to know what was going on. Sure. Rather than people going to a sports bar and watching the game or something like that, they yeah. wanted to keep make sure people were going still. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a madhouse. It was uh, That was an unbelievable run that we had that year. It was and they had a wild card team, weren't they? Yeah, we got in on a, a wild card team. Uh, it was a one-game playoff, actually. And it was a, we won 21 out of the last 22 games to That's get right. to get to the wild card yeah. okay. one-game playoff. That's right. We came out of nowhere, literally. And then uh, I was actually at that one-game uh, wild card playoff game against the, the Padres, and it was amazing. And <laughs> above that, I was sitting next to Doug Odell in our seats that you were sitting in, and uh, Josh Fogg. Our pitcher at the time threw his bat where the net is now into the, the stands. Doug caught the bat. It's sitting in Doug's house. Right oh, now. really? <laughs> yeah. Amazing story. <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. It was pretty nuts. That was one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And that uh, that was back in the Larry Walker days. He was was he the was he the MVP uh, that year? I don't think Walker was with Larry us that might have year. Been, he might have been retired. Yeah, Walker point. was with the Cardinals that year. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But we had Cargo, and we had Tulo, and we had Helton. Yep. Um, so that was – oh, we had uh, Matt Holiday. Matt Holiday was the one who slid into home plate. That's very, right. Very controversial call if yes. he touched home plate or not. We just give it his face. Yeah. Yeah. No replay back then, so <laughs> we took it. It was yeah. a win. <laughs> That's fun time. That it's amazing how a community can get behind their uh, ball club, whether it's a football team or a, I know Denver's uh, uh, Bronco mania around here. Even when they have an off season, it's just amazing. And uh, but uh, yeah, seeing a community get behind a team in, in years like that, you just never forget them. They just uh, still remember that the '95 year for sure. the, the, the Mariners mm-hmm. and 2001 and. And then the long, long drought between <laughs> 2001 and, and now. now. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, that's what I love about baseball. So, growing up and watching the Rockies play, who's your favorite all-time player? Ooh. I'd probably go with Helton. Yeah. Todd Helton. Yeah. He had yeah. a nice career here. Yep. Uh, and he's the one. He's the one number we have retired as a Rocky. You know. Yep. Played his whole career so, here, didn't he? Yep. He so. was, he was a quarterback at Tennessee. There you go. He was a he was Peyton yeah. Manning's him and Peyton predecessor. Manning are, yeah, right? him and Peyton Manning are pretty good friends, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so when Peyton came to Denver, they hung oh. out quite a bit. Oh, of course, <laughs> <laughs> never put that together, but that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah, that's amazing. The connections. So have uh, you been to T-Mobile yet, or has it changed at all so since it was Safeco? I have not been there yet. It's still early in the season and haven't had a chance to go over. Typically, I'll get over for 
10 or 12 games. Yeah. So we'll pick a weekend. Uh, my wife's birthday is uh, this month. So traditionally, uh, if you're listening out there, Diana, uh, we're going to try to get you to a it's a weekend. We never do just a game. We'll do the Friday, Saturday, Sunday sure. thing. And uh, she, uh, it, the beginning of our 41-year marriage, uh, she tolerated me in my baseball addiction. And I think she's actually become a little bit addicted herself. So nice uh, work. We'll, we'll make it there before <laughs> the end of the month. Uh, cool. But uh, I've so heard far, no. I've heard good things. I, I, from watching on, I haven't been to a game yet either. Watching on TV, they've got a nice new kind of brick. Backstop Facade. there, yeah. it looks pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I know with the T-Mobile branding, there's a lot more magenta lighting. Is that what it park. is? It looks pink. They say magenta. Okay. I'm going with it. It's uh, okay. It's better so, than pink. Yeah. Um, One of the things I love about T-Mobile is, uh, as a craft beer lover, is just the variety of craft beer you can get on tap. You know, and they're they're just. Uh, our local boys, uh, the Bell Breaker guys, usually have a beer or two on tap. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yep. you, you don't leave the game thirsty, that's for sure. No, there's a bunch there's of great beer at Coors there, too. Uh, we had to do the obligatory have a Coors to start off at Coors, but then I got quickly back into the craft. To get calibrated. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you got to sure. stay hydrated. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Coors has a presence at Coors Field. <laughs> it kind of makes sense, you know. <laughs> they write a pretty good check every yeah. year, I'm thinking, and probably want to sell some of their it's been good to get some of our beer there um we get there's a couple uh craft beer stands with Mm -hmm. just tall boy cans yeah Mm -hmm. it's been nice to at least be able to go buy some odell when you're at cruise field so yeah yeah. it's always good Mm -hmm. how long you guys had the season tickets there oh man since i've been with the company so at least 20 years i would say so evidently doug's a baseball fan too doug's a big baseball fan his dad actually had a played some time i think he Maybe got called up to the majors at one point, but he was really his father was a big baseball player hmm. and actually uh, did almost you know got close. Well, we don't. But he's got a uh, he showed me this book of uh, players and autographs that I couldn't believe that he had. I mean, yeah, the great Yankees. Yeah, he had autographs and entire just every single page. Oh hmm. my goodness, of yeah. the whole team that his father was kind of close to playing on or played maybe a couple games with that. Wow. Yeah. Legendary team back yeah. in the day. I enjoy You have to go- ask Doug about it sometime. I yeah. will. I will. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoy going to spring training, and one of the things I do is collect autographed baseballs. And I can't bring myself to, you know, shoving the 10-year-old kid out of the way to <laughs> put a ball. And I, I just, just got to give him the ball and have him go get it <laughs> for you. you. <laughs> give him a $20 bill. Yeah, and say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet either. But uh, they do have a pretty nice program whereby they are – uh, supporting some of the old-time major leaguers that really didn't have the the contracts or the pension system and whatnot, and you know, pay 50, 60, 80 bucks for a ball is is nothing, and it goes for a good cause. And I usually bring four or five baseballs back with me and uh, kind of building a little collection there. But uh, yeah. gosh, I'd love to see Doug's collection. I bet yeah. you that's absolutely fascinating. He keeps it pretty humble, too, and now, and now he's got a baseball bat that he caught in the wild card. <laughs> One game playoff, of course, you know. It's like yeah. it meant to go to him. Yeah, so. absolutely. But yeah, definitely, uh, Doug's definitely want to talk about baseball if you ever yeah. want to bring it up. No, it, the cool game stories. gets in your blood. I mean, it's just something that, uh, 
Uh, I run into people all the time. Oh, baseball's boring. Can't, yeah, yeah, I can't watch a game. It's, it's just, and if you really understand the game, you know all the games that go on inside the game. You oh know, yeah. The, the the pitcher and catcher against the batter and the base runners and the situational baseball with the outs and runners on base. So many battles I've had with people who don't understand baseball. Sure. Yeah. About how every pitch means something and what's going on every mm. single pitch. <laughs> well, I, th- I just think that sport is accessible to everyone. Yep. You don't have to have a particular body type or you know particular skill set to play baseball. It's you got to be tough. Yep. And you got to be smart. Well, and, and it's uh, generational too. I mean, yeah. I look forward to taking my grandkids to games, and we had the local minor league team there in Yakima. And, I remember taking my daughters and son to those games and just the ability to pass on your experiences uh, with the games and the things that you've seen to that younger generation with the thought that they can pass it on to their kids and grandkids right. as well is uh, part of what it's all about. What club plays in Yakima? So we have, um, we used to have the Yakima Bears. Okay. Uh, and they were a, a short season A ball club. They were originally affiliated with the Dodgers and I think later the Diamondbacks. And uh, they moved down to Hillsboro, Oregon. And I'm getting emotional about this. I'm going (laughs) to have to pull a stake out of my heart to say this. But they renamed their team the Hillsboro Hops. So they stole our game. They stole our heritage. They stole everything we own. But we do have kind of an independent league team there called the uh, Yakima Pippins, okay. which is an old obsolete apple variety that uh, nobody grows or eats anymore. <laughs> but uh, uh, we do have uh, Alex, our uh, producer here, is with us. Uh, he's arranged for us to have, I think, a Yakima Chief night at the ballpark. So we'll go and uh, uh, still feel a little bit upset about uh, Hillsboro stealing our team and our heritage and our birthright and everything else. But, <laughs> yeah, if there's anybody out there listening in the area, I'd encourage you to go out and catch the Pippins game. It's quality baseball. Yeah. Um, it's summer wood bat league baseball for guys that are still in college. Yep. Um, and it's quality baseball. Yep. I, 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 we had season tickets to the Bears and would go to almost every game. And I've been to one Pippins game so far. Yeah. But uh, it, it is baseball. You're is, right, Joe. I mean, is there a league name for it or – is it the the Western Baseball League or? I'm only asking because Fort Collins actually has a uh, a semi-pro type of same type of league. Okay. Called where the Fort Collins Foxes, and I don't know if they travel that far, but it's. I don't believe so. It's mostly of, just around the Northwest. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's a Northwest league. All right. So. So the manager of that of the Pippins was my double play partner in high school. I was a really? second baseman, and Marcus McKimmy is their manager, and he's our shortstop. So him and I. Uh, I've rolled a few. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> nice. you're telling me you can probably get me tickets? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. I think they're like $7 tickets. So I think you can <laughs> shell some out there. Score. Beers are $8? <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's, that's about right. But uh, So, hey, uh, we're uh, very happy to have you here with us, Brent. Thanks for joining us. Uh, oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. We do this uh once every week during the baseball season and uh, keep our listeners up to date with uh, the latest in beers. We're very happy to uh, have the opportunity to taste one of your creations on our podcast today. 
Uh, Joe, thank you for joining us. Really uh, appreciate being here. Good to have Thanks, our Steve. Yakima Chief Hop connection. Uh, I'm sure Mike will be happy that you pinch hit for him. I hope so. I hope I didn't and, proud. And and Brent, for you, uh, we just uh, wish you nothing but good hops. Whether you were talking baseball or beer, so uh, all right. Keep making great beer and uh, good luck to the Rockies. We we hope there's a tremendous comeback and. As a Giants fan, at least catch those stinking Dodgers. Yeah, <laughs> we all want to get those Dodgers for yeah. sure. We'll yeah. see. Long season, like you said, but thank yeah. you guys for uh, providing awesome hops and developing the hops that you're working on, Joe. I mean, that's that's uh, that's what makes us grow as well. You know, that's what helps us innovate and get to where we need to be in the industry. So, thank Pre you. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's what it's all about: helping each other to make great beer. Yep. So, thanks, guys. All right. Thanks thank a you. Lot. Yep.